One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze. Relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. What a week. What a week. What a way too busy week. Seriously, right? I know. Holy nice. hell. But a fun weekend planned. Alice, we'll, uh, you, we'll let people know what's up on social media. Very cool, very cool, very excited about it. It can't be possible that you're coming in right now. It can't be. What's going on? My what friend? do you need right now? We need um, the food. Um, the food. Which the food? pork? Um, The, the cookies are on the bar. Did you eat any real dinner? Yes, he did. Okay, so cookies are on the on the bar, okay. but don't eat the those chips. Okay, okay? thank you. See, he else? raised a great kid. See, he's he lovely. is a nice guy. I know. He's I lovely. understand. That. Here, you I can close that. He is actually, and he was asking permission. The other one, the yeah. would to be eat, like a raccoon ripping apart. Asking permission to eat cookies. That's great. Yes. Progress. How was karate today? The, both good. Both were good. They were actually put in the same class today. It was it was really good and uh, a lot of. Oh, I sent you some stuff, but there's a lot of good uh, action, kicking, jumping in the air stuff happening. Very That's great. cool. Yeah. Yes. Uh, it's Five Dragons in Salisbury, Massachusetts. I understand mm-hmm. they're in Haverhill too. Did you know that? Um, different. They broke off from each other. Oh, did they? Okay. Salisbury is the one you want. Um, so let's start right over here with um, some of the Biden stuff. First of all, we should probably start with, with some the of the Supreme Court. No, oh. we missed since we were recording almost simulcasting with um, Hannity last night. Some of the no uh, Brett Payer, some of the Shipley stuff. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So this he, Brett, Shapley. Shapley, yeah, he was a Gary Shapley. He's the IRS whistleblower. Mm-hmm. Just on the stuff of how the Feds, the Department of Justice had Hunter dead to rights, and they let him go on purpose. They slow walk stuff, and they simply refused to, and they and they let the the defense attorneys know that they were going to do a raid. The Justice Department on the IRS, and they, this is this is t- incredible, incredible. So stuff. you were clearly prevented 
you felt it, you documented it, you knew it. Yeah, that's correct. And, and throughout the investigation, I was documenting uh, various issues as they arose and to include the search warrants that weren't allowed to be done. What happened with that? Between April and June of 2020, we, uh, we drafted an affidavit to execute search warrant in a couple of different locations. And the prosecutors at the time stated that probable cause had been achieved. But as we, we moved closer to the election, um, it just seemed like they kept putting it on the back burner and they eventually didn't allow us to do that search warrant, even though the legal requirements to execute that search warrant were met. Transitioning into another uh, search warrant was on a storage unit in Northern Virginia. And during the day of action on December 8th of uh, 2020, we got updated information that said that records were in that location that were, uh, you know, that would be evidence in this uh, particular investigation. And the prosecutors initially were supportive of it and an affidavit was drafted the night of December 8th, 2020 to go forward for approval. Eventually the prosecutors decided they didn't support it. So I called U.S. Attorney David Weiss with my senior executive on the phone and we said you know, we, we needed to execute this search warrant. They, uh, he responded that the prosecutors didn't want to and I asked if in 30 days if that storage unit wasn't accessed and that was the deadline for the document request that was served on that day, then we can execute the search warrant and he agreed to that. And no sooner had gotten off the phone um, with David Weiss had we learned that the prosecutors were informing defense counsel of that storage unit and the evidence that existed Unbelievable. there. Unbelievable. So yeah. it completely ruined our chance to uh, to access those unfettered. Yeah. I mean, it's it's all criminality. It's incredible. It's, people need to go to freaking jail. Right. People need to go to jail. Well, we're going to have a revolution in this country. I'm sorry. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You can't do this. You can't do this and let these people, certainly that the woman, they need to get her, the woman who... who who seems to have called off the dogs on on these? Uh, no, the, the attorney who who let the um who let the defense know mm-hmm. that whoever she was, I forgot. I forgot the players in this. Thing. I forgot which scandal. Now I'm, I'm <laughs> serious. My head's clogged. It has been a long week. It has been a long week. But there's just been a lot of stuff. This is a moment in which your the Delaware U.S. Attorney David Weiss, according to you, had made this disclosure. On October 7th, 2022, meeting with top IRS and FBI officials, saying what? So I was there and I witnessed this personally. And he started with, he's not the deciding person on whether or not charges are filed or not. Not the deciding person on whether charges are filed with Hunter Biden. That's correct. Who was? So ultimately, this, if you follow the path of where the venue leads you, they went to the D.C. U.S. Attorney's Office in March of 2022, and they presented this case to them. Uh, at the same time of that, at same time as that was occurring, they requested discovery from the agents, which is a typical step when they're getting ready to charge. Now, I wasn't in those meetings. I asked to be in those meetings, as did the case agent, so we didn't help present to them. But after that occurred, he was no longer looking to charge in that in that district. So. That's earth-shattering news. Um, it's a Biden-appointed D.C. U.S. Attorney Matthew Graves would not allow him to charge in his district. So I didn't learn that fact until October 7th of 2022, so looking back to March of 2022. And that's when David Weiss, in October 7th, 2022, said, 
that the D.C. U.S. Attorney's Office had will not allow us to charge there. And then he added that he would request special he requested special counsel authority and was denied in that meeting. I even had him repeat that because everybody I knew gets how a special counsel except Hunter Biden. Make sure right. Understood it. Right. You were and like when they did the special counsel with Trump, when they put Mueller there, they were like, Trump, should, if he's innocent, he should welcome a chance mm-hmm. to have a special counsel because that's what all innocent people want is to be investigated by a special there. counsel you, at the FBI because that's how you get exonerated is the FBI just investigates you for nothing until they find something. Well, of course. I mean, people... <laughs> but like everybody else, it's just Something has to happen with this guy and and this is we're gonna have a problem we're going to have a problem when we've got a president who appears to have taken payments through his son who uses access to the president to shake down foreign countries and you know what joe biden's been awful nice to china for a long time he was he was uh defending the one child policy like ten years ago, yeah, which, like which is way like right beyond. around the time uh, you know he was in the administration, but still shaking people down. So there's an interesting thing happening here. You've got every part of this now is shown. He's got his bank account as bulging with foreign money. Right. So was Hunter and so, his entire family. Right. Was and I wanted to make sure I understood it. You were there and you remember it crystal clear in your mind. Not only do I remember it crystal crystal clear, but I documented it. The email, this an exhibit in the House Ways Means Committee testimony, was when I returned home that evening, I documented it in, a, in an email, and, it, and it's an exhibit. You can look right on there. And I sent that email to two senior executives, one of which was at that meeting, and I said, is this accurate reflection of what occurred during the meeting? And the response was, you covered it all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's so corrupt. We knew this. It's um, it's unfortunate that nobody in the media is really, like, covering it. I mean, they, they could have so much fun with this. You know, you know who is? Catherine Harridge from CBS. Mm-hmm. She is. Is there criminal implications in what you were investigating when it comes to Hunter Biden? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, the most substantive uh, uh, felony charges were, were left off the table. Which would have been what? Which would have been uh, evasion for 14, false return for 18 in 2019. So as of right now, and the information that's been out there in the public, it uses the term in excess of $100,000 for 2017 and separately for 2018. The true number is $580,000 of uh, failure to pay for 2017 and $620,000 for 2018. Yet this document puts it close to 100000 what happens to normal is, people, by the way, when you owe a couple thousand bucks to the IRS? Yeah. Is they come and take it right out of your bank account for you? And Yes, that's right. I think we know that, as a matter of fact. I mean, they do all kinds of things. They have, like, so... Normal people don't get this kind of consideration. Whoops, forgot to pay a half a million dollars. Yeah. <laughs> when, when prosecutors don't allow you to put the subject's name on document requests... Or on, or on search warrants, then you know it raises the possibility that there's more information out there we didn't find. But um, but based on all of the financial records that we did find, you know they've been they've been analyzed, and it was around 8.3 million he received from who? They came from from China, from CEFC, came from Ukraine, and from Romania. 
and um, you know even even the Burisma money and and, and this is freaking huge. Yeah, the family of the president. This is like in in, in, in an episode of Twenty Four. They really right. are all that guilty. Right. And it's funny because it's like so blatantly guilty and all the wine moms were totally willing to follow along with Rachel Maddow's like complicated conspiracy theories that didn't even in a lot of cases like make any sense with like oligarchs and this and that and like these weird, you know, total conspiracy theory you know, little clippings tied up all over the room mm-hmm. connected to each other stuff. And they were all willing to do that for years when it came to Trump and, like, know all these Deutsche Bank, like, whatever, all right. the names of all the things and the different oligarchs and whatever stupid stuff Trump was supposed to have done. And there was nothing there. Yeah. The whole time. And, you know, the this stuff is, like, pretty clear cut. Well, just look look at this stuff and, and then the add way, to it the, 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 the 52 Intel services officials saying that it's Russian propaganda. By the way, not only is it corrupt, is they impeached Trump for asking Zelensky to investigate exactly this corruption. Right. So. <laughs> Trump keeps getting vindicated. It's kind of a aspect that we didn't get into, but um, the 2014 and 2015 tax years when the Burisma money was coming in. I mean, to this day, um, um, there's still around $400,000 of unreported income from Burisma in 2014. Hunter Biden was told by his partner, Eric Schwerin, that he needed to amend his returns, and he never did. So DC U.S. Attorney's Office declining those charges, David Weiss requesting special counsel authority and being denied, and then the statute of limitations then expires in November or December of 2022. That's convenient. So those years are gone. And there's no way to recoup the, 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 the money from that Burisma income. Jesus. It is remarkable. It is remarkable. As far as the president's involvement in that? So that's kind of the crux of, of one of the issues here is that we weren't allowed to ask questions about dad. We weren't allowed to ask about the big guy. We weren't allowed to in- include uh, uh, certain names and document requests and search warrants. So, um, you know, we were precluded from following that line of questioning. Are you convinced, looking back at this now, that this was an effort to protect President Biden and his family? Uh, I mean, we were conducting an investigation of Hunter Biden, and we were trying to follow the normal process. We were trying to get to the bottom of it, and ultimately, you know, if it was going to lead to another individual, you know, we should follow that to uh, to determine what is actually happening. Um, but you know, there were definitely hindrances that I've never seen before in my 14 years concerning this investigation that didn't allow us to follow through on investigation of uh, of, of of any other individual to include President Biden. I mean, do you think? Do you think Biden's legitimately going to run in 2024? No. Like all the way I, I mean, through November? I, I think maybe I'm just making people mad if we play more of this. It's more of it's more it's all good. It's all more it's of this. It's all the same. I mean, yes, like but it's, just, it's all just maddening. It's just when showing that there is prosecutors don't allow They did what this we thought they did. Which you're the Sorry, del- I don't know where it's coming from. I'm trying not to do it. Um but because Tucker had a new show last night, did you watch his thing last night? No, I didn't even know he did. At like nine o'clock, he had another one. Oh. Uh, a lot of Ukraine stuff, like 
you know, protecting democracy, blah, blah. Um, you know, the same kind of that stuff about Ukraine and everything. But he also speculated towards the end of his little show that, um, that if Biden can't hack it in this presidential race, they're going to bring in Newsom. Yeah, Which I, I, we suggested, too, is he's the guy that you would bring in if you're going to do somebody. He's, like, positioned and... <laughs> he's awful uh, lacking melanin, Alice. I mean, but who... Who do you... If you're the Democratic Party, if Biden can't do it, either because he's too politically damaged by this stuff... Or because he's just too old and can't stand up straight and talk for a whole debate. Yeah, today like, was one of those days, too. He just, I don't know if you saw it, but he walked off the set on MSNBC. Well, he has another year to go here. While she was talking, he just gets up and, and shuffles. There's another, like, more than a year to go here. And you got to keep him looking sharp. Like, I don't know if they have the right cocktail of drugs to get him to do a whole presidential campaign. Do you? I don't think so. So, I mean, but so you're the Democratic Party. You have this situation with this incumbent president who may not be capable to run. And I mean, like, who do you want if you're the Democratic Party? I mean, Newsom's the only person, I think, who's big enough and well, I mean, who do you want? If you're a Democrat, you want Michelle Obama. True, but I don't think she's going to do it. No, she doesn't want She likes the plane. Yeah. The mansion is a step down from where she's living now. Right. So <clears throat> she doesn't want that, that job. Right. No, <clears throat> I, absolutely. I, I think. But, but who's positioned to do it? I mean, obviously, there's a lot of people who would want to do it. Elizabeth Warren would, Pete Buttigieg would, um, you know, Kamala probably would try, but no one wants her. My Klobuchar. Right mind. Yeah, Klobuchar. I mean, there's a bunch of people who would want to do Gretchen it. Gretchen like, Whitmer. I don't think she's big enough, like, nationally. Well, I mean. I know she was a little during COVID, but, like, I just don't think. I don't, I don't see who else the Democrats have. No. It's kind of like with the, the Republicans, too. Like, you really have Trump and DeSantis. Like these other right. people are running, but and it's looking more and more like you only have Trump. Really. Right, DeSantis is just simply not getting any oxygen. Yeah, he's not doing anything right now. So I mean, we'll see what happens. But right now, it looks like the on the Republican side, you just have Trump. But like, I don't, I don't see who else. If Biden doesn't pan out, I think Newsom's like the only guy you yeah. have on the Democrat side who's like positioned, capable, able to run a campaign that big, a big enough name. Doesn't it tell you something that. All the entire 18 other Democrats who ran in 2020 are simply not in consideration. The field was that bad. Yeah, but I mean the Republicans too. Well, Trump. Who would you? Well, yeah, but I mean like Biden ran in 2020 also. I know. What I'm saying is that uh, there was a whole sea of Democrats running. From de Blasio to... Um, yeah, but I mean, like, I... Oh, sorry. Yeah. So I'm going back in my mind to 2016. Like, all the Republicans that ran in 2016, none of them is worth anything anymore, either, politically, for a presidential race. Who could run out of that 2016 field Oh, Christie is running. He is running, but he's not, really. He's a suicide bomber. Yeah. I mean... He's not like there to. Well, win yeah, I, but I also there's think nobody that... on the Republican side who ran in 2016 in that huge giant field who's like who would be in serious contention for a presidential nomination at this point. Marco Rubio, Ted Cruz, 
They're probably the biggest ones. Oh, and- Rubio is is ruined, I believe. Uh, Rand Paul, Ted Cruz, maybe those two. Yeah, Rand Paul, Ted Cruz, but they're still in the Senate. That's why all three of them, right? Yeah. So that's why they're still like sort of, but but they still they'd be like Tim Scott if they ran in the Republican race today. They'd be total non-entities. The only people in the Republican field who are big enough to like really register at all are Trump and DeSantis. Hey, but I have saying, a question for you. Trump's saying, by the way, he's not going to do the debates. Yeah, that's it's not good. I mean, I don't know. I think it makes everyone else look worse if Trump's not there, doesn't it? Well, no, I, I think it makes, it makes it Trump seem like look the bad too. Table debate. Yeah, and I think it makes Trump look bad too. If he's just going to stand, I mean, if he's going to stand athwart of the uh, RNC, it's like, come on, man. By the way, why isn't uh, my buddy RFK Jr. running as an independent? I don't know. He I should. don't know he the answer to that. Support. He, he could get like a good bit of support from either side and then broker a deal. To- yeah, he totally cut back. And, and there's... I. People keep asking me this, why I say this, but like, I just don't see any potential path for him to get the Democratic nomination. Yeah. I don't see what could happen that would allow him to get that nomination. Right. So the Supreme Court today um, knocked down race-based admission, admissions at colleges. It did le- leave some room to establish a rapport with the student and ask if race has been something, a factor, and you can make judgments on that. But the affirmative action aspect of it has been knocked down, which I think is good, because what we're doing is trying to center... Yeah, and it's so, I mean, it's so, so extreme, right? Because, and there's been confusion about this. I've seen a lot of people posting and saying, like, oh, like, Harvard has so many really qualified applicants. Like, everybody who's there deserves to be there, and it's not really discrimination. They're just trying to get a diverse class and blah, blah, blah. And that's, like, the case that's always been made for affirmative action, for race-based admission policies, is, like, this idea that, you know, there's Harvard has so many good students to pick from. You can just, like, select a class. But that's exactly what this case proved is not happening. Right. Right. Like the in the documents that were produced during discovery from all this, there's especially this like one little chart that they have that shows that if you're in the top 10 percent of students and you're Asian, you have a 12.7 percent chance of getting into Harvard. And if you're in the top 10 percent of students and you're black, you have a 56 percent chance of getting into Harvard. Mm. You don't get down to that like 12 percent chance until you reach the bottom 30 percent of students if you're a black student. So essentially, you have the same chance of getting into Harvard if you're in the top 10 percent of, of students and you're Asian as you do if you're in the bottom 30 percent of students and you're black, mm. which is really kind of outrageous. Yeah, I, I, I heard an That's, incredible uh, stat today to saying, you know, California has outlawed this mm-hmm. race-based discrimination. They just discriminate by like, oh, for zip state code. schools for state schools. Yeah. So, but private schools can still do it. And they've tried to overturn it a bunch of times. Right. So, for Caltech, which is a state school, forty-three um, percent, I think, mm-hmm. of the student body is Asian, and for um, one of the private schools they used, the average percentage of the private schools are seven percent. Right. Right, which means they're keep being kept out. <laughs> yeah, they're keeping they're 
systematically mm. by race not allowing people in their school. They're just blatantly discriminating. And it's funny because I had this conversation with someone today who was like, you know, kind of saying like, well, that's just affirmative action being abused. That's not really like the intention of affirmative action. I'm like, yeah, but that's what happens when they do it. Like, when they say affirmative action was banned, they don't mean, oh, we took a bunch of equally qualified students and we allowed, you know, white students and black students and Asian students to all attend in the percent of they are of the population. Mm -hmm. What they mean when they say affirmative action is we're going to keep people out of our school based on race, which is what has happened to Asian students. It's historically a long time ago what Harvard did to Jewish students, <laughs> you know, but yep. like that's it. It's absolutely incontrovertibly true. And like watching them all bend over backwards <clears throat> to defend this. They're all like passing around Katanji Brown Jackson's um, her, 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 her radical ang her angry descent, descent which was radical descent. and angry. Mike drop. Yeah. But it, I mean, and like serious people, Michelle Obama tweeted about how people always doubted she was they like wondered if she, she was there because of affirmative action. Like if she could have got into the school she got into mm -hmm. if she wasn't black. Well, yeah. Well, that's Guess why she that be... is. That's why you should be right. for not having affirmative action because then no one will doubt that the black students who are there deserve mm -hmm. to be there because they'll know that the school didn't let in black students who weren't qualified to be there. Right? Like, I don't understand the argument they think they're making. Do you have that video of that chick, the... Um, or do you not want to play it because the bad word's in it? What chick? The one yelling at white women for causing all this. Um, I don't know. Do, I sent do you it, send... Yes, I sent it to us. Earlier or later? <laughs> um, I don't know when. I'll just send it to you. Oh, here it is. About that. Uh, no, mayor of the city. No. Oh, here. oh, yeah. Oh, it's one with a lot of swears. That's what I'm saying. But Ugh. if you don't want to, you don't have to play it. But, um... There, I, I think we it. need to talk about white women. <laughs> I think we need to talk about white women and white women's role and where we find ourselves at today in society. And I don't mean that as an indictment of you white women, but I mean but that I like y'all need to call a fucking meeting and convene amongst yourselves because this isn't actually the rest of us problem or anything the rest of us could do. Because white women are the only marginalized or minority in quotes, group in their she minds, does. Um, minority vote, group in their mind <laughs> that vote overwhelmingly Republican. Y'all are the only ones voting in service, <laughs> in service. Are, are, are Do white women vote overwhelmingly Republican? Not overwhelmingly. I think white women did, like, slightly you telling me between Trump. New York and California, the white women were voting Republican? Slightly more for Trump. There's no way that, in raw numbers, white women are voting Republican in this country. In raw numbers. I think. I don't did. think so. Or better yet, in disservice of your own interests. Because at the end of the day, right, white women have voted Republican. White women, <laughs> shoot, depending on how you slice it, it's white women's fault if you think about it as RBG should have retired when people asked her to, or it's white women's fault when you think about who the fuck they voted for, right? But white women are the reason why row and abortion is no longer a right, which again, 
impacts them most. And same thing now with affirmative action, which again, impacts them. Here's the thing. America's a racist country, so things will disproportionately impact. This person is trash. So I don't, I mean. The cut says that uh, 55% of white women voted for Trump. Oh, really? Compared to 70% of Hispanic women and 90% of black women. No, okay. Wait, 55% of white women. Voted for Trump in 2020. I'll have to work on them. I'm too tired to figure it out. Okay, let's listen to a little bit of Biden today. This is how he ended. Biden, the Congressional Black Caucus said the Supreme Court has thrown into question its own legitimacy. Is this a rogue court? This is not a normal court. Doing his best to cynically destroy uh, the uh, judicial branch because, oh my goodness, for, for the first time in God knows how long, the Democrats aren't running the court. So right. it's not a normal court. Uh, is that? I believe that's a judicial branch denier that we just heard from there. Mm-hmm. So he should be uh, shunned from social media. <sighs> and the um, Congressional Asian Pacific American Caucus wanted us to know, too, that we shouldn't view this as a win for Asian Americans, even though obviously it is. After teaching community college for decades, says Judy Chu, the chair of the Congressional Asian Pacific American Caucus, after teaching community college for decades, I have long known that students learn best and graduate more prepared when they encounter diversity in the classroom. For AANHPI communities, the end of race-conscious admissions is unlikely to change the net numbers of Asian American acceptances at elite institutions, which I think, as you just pointed out, at the California universities tells absolutely a different story than that. But AANHPI students from low-income refugee or indigenous backgrounds will encounter more hurdles to acceptance. That's no net positive, and it's why the majority of AANHPIs in America have expressed support for race-conscious admissions. That's not true, by the way. No. if you, It depends how you word the question. If you say affirmative action you get kind of mixed results because people don't really know necessarily exactly what affirmative action means. But if you ask people directly, should colleges consider race during their admissions process? Every race says no, they shouldn't consider race in their admissions process. Uh, That's why the majority of AANHPIs in America have expressed support for race-conscious admissions. With over 50 ethnicities speaking over 100 languages, the AANHPI community is itself incredibly diverse. And the Congressional American Pacific... Sorry, the Congressional Asian Pacific American Caucus will not lose sight of any part of our community's access to equal and fair opportunity in admissions. (laughs) So... And of course, the... Less you base admissions on merit and the more you base admissions on fuzzy factors, uh, the unkinder they are to uh, underprivileged people, right? Because obviously the rich kids, the privileged kids of all the races can have somebody write their essays for them, can hire tutors, can do all this stuff to... You know, they can go to fancier schools. They can do more elite activities. They can spend time to volunteer doing community service work and have a great story. I don't know why we have a strobe light outside the room either now, but that's okay. Um, But instead of working like a second job, you know, but merit-based admissions really are an equalizer for right. people with fewer so opportunities the in their lives. the Asian Pacific thing with, with seven letters, that panel... The Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and is, Pacific Islander. ...is saying, please yeah. discriminate. 
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Eliminate against us. Yes. Okay. Because you'll learn better if the classroom's more diverse. Right. Here's Joe Biden with Nicole Wallace tonight. Some of your former Senate colleagues on the Judiciary Committee would go as far as to say that it's anti-democratic. Do you agree with that? Well, you know, if I say it's anti-democratic, then it gets <laughs> in a lot of trouble. <laughs> no, no, but but it, it is. Its its value system is different, than, and its its respect for institutions is different. And in that sense, it is uh, it is not as embracing of of all. What I think the con- the Constitution says, we hold these truths. We sell that all men and women are created equal, and yeah. So creator. you should the let same- people go to the schools they deserve to go to, regardless of their race, right? I mean, like I don't, I don't understand why they're so upset that the Supreme Court said they're not allowed to discriminate based on race. It's like incredible. It's an embarrassment, isn't it? Yeah, but Why another are they thing. So, and Gavin Newsom, by the way, when, when California outlawed this a long time ago, I mean, I know they've tried to overturn it a bunch of times unsuccessfully, but uh, Gavin Newsom was complaining that it's like racist and moving our country backwards. Like your state's been doing it for like 30 years almost. It's crazy. Hold <sighs> on one second. Hold on one second. Hold on one second for what? Um, I want to go over something with you. Um, damn it. I got to get back on Twitter. Okay. Um, uh, hold on. Okay. It's different. And in that sense, it is, uh, it is not as embracing of, of all what I think the con- the constitution says we hold these truths. We sell that all men and women are created equal endowed by their. That's a declaration of independence. independence yeah. Okay. This is a lawyer. He doesn't know any. Creator. It's the uniqueness of America. We never fully lived up to it. Nice catching lived. it, Nicole Wallace. And staff who's in the room it could be in her ear right now. Oh, yeah. Away if it was Trump, they'd be live fact-checking him. Absolutely. Daniel Dale would dive onto the set. <laughs> and this court seems to say that, no, that's not always the case. The idea there's no right of privacy in the Constitution, giving states power that we fought a war over. <laughs> In 1960. Um. The Bay of Pigs? <sighs> it is funny. At the, at the end of this, he gets up mm-hmm. and just walks out. Thank, well, you, she's thank, you. thank you. 
Don't go anywhere. It's he's very shuffling exciting to be around here. Um, we'll have reaction and an he's gone. Mr. President, thank um, By the way, um, the decimation of the news media continues. National Geographic, by the way, has laid off all their staff writers now. Doesn't leave a whole bunch left then. No, it, they said, and it's weird because they said they've laid off all the staff writers and most of the editors. Mm-hmm. So, like, what do the editors do now? They just write stuff or they, like, get commissioned pieces, like, one-offs from freelancers or what? I don't get it. But so they're owned by Disney now, anyway. Interesting flare-up, Alice. It's, it's a Who's shame. Who's in trouble? They're, they're having, uh, I think their is? stock price was, like, downgraded Good thing we got something. in while they're still open, right? Yeah, they're uh, having some financial Eric issues. Eric Adams yelled at a woman of uh, also missing pigmentation today. Are you playing something? Yeah, she's yelling. Okay. She's not. Doesn't have a mic. Rent increases. Okay, first, if you're going to ask a question, don't point at me and don't be disrespectful to me. I'm the mayor of this city, and treat me with the respect that I deserve to be treated. I'm speaking to you as an adult. (laughs) Don't stand in front like you treated someone that's on the plantation that you own. Give me the respect I deserve. Please nuke us, Putin. Please nuke us. Uh, Did you see, by the way, what I sent you where Rob Schneider tweeted out? I wish my Filipino mother would have lived to see the day when Asian Americans were no longer discriminated against in universities simply for being Asian. Thank you, U.S. Supreme Court. Yeah, that's great. We love Rob Schneider. Yeah. Love him. I'm trying. I want to try. I didn't know his mom was Filipina, did you? Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. His his mother was Filipino. His members of his family, members of his family were tortured and murdered, including maybe his mother's first husband or something, by Japanese during the occupation. He has horrible stories. His mother was screwed up by the whole thing. It's 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 remarkable, a remarkable story. Someone tried to use that thing on me today too, like that. Um, the U.S. has been mean to black people, so we like owe it to them to let more of them into the universities. And I was like, but wait, what about the Asian people? Like, Democrats literally put them in camps, like. People who are still alive today were put in camps right. by Democrats. I don't, like, what do you mean? It's a, I'm, <laughs> just, just, I'm sick of, the people who say racist most are just spoiled American brats. Black, white, whatever. And by the way, I, I do join this woman in condemning. I told the of, person who was telling me this to go read Thomas Sowell. Uh-oh. All right, Alice, um, where are we here? Do uh, you have anything else or should we get to the chat chat? I think we should get to the chat chat for the day. Yeah, it's been we a have, week. Thank we you guys have, we for being so great. We have episode 800 on Sunday, by the way. Some of our commenters were calling it out. In episode 800? Places. On Sunday. Oh, really? Is episode 800 of The Burn Barrel. Isn't that kind of exciting? Um. Yes. That is great. Thank you guys so much. That's great. It's. I'm sorry. I'm just I'm concussed. This week has been a freaking week. I know it, it is for you guys, too. It, it, it never stops. Oh, my goodness, Alice. We have a thousand billion. Oh, my goodness. Oh, so here we go. A-Y-C-E-D-B-1 coffee. Oh, so that's for the all-you-can-eat podcast. Oh, so then... So I, A-Y-C-E, okay. right? Yeah, you're right. He's using... 
Danny's using, using the your system. formula. My system is being used. Mm-hmm. The Tommy Decimal System. Yeah. Perfect. Then I'm going to use wait for mm-hmm. all you can eat for that. That's um, great. And um, then the next one is for butter halves. Well, <laughs> we'll park that one. We'll park that one. I assume we're going to get picked up at any time. Uh-huh. This is on the uh, Chelsea Fire Wicked Hotline, by the way, brought to us by Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce. Um, okay, ready? Oh, trans fat, this one says. So do we not... Is that, was that about the trans issue, in which case it should be in burn barrel, or fat issue, in which case it should be in the other thing? I don't know. If it's not labeled, let's play it here. Okay, trying to stay healthy here. But trans fat. So is that fat that identifies as non-fat or identifies as non-saturated fat? Oh, or is it fat that transitioned is now a non-fat or was a non-fat and is now fat? I, listen, I, I'm not trying to make fun of anybody. and I'm not smarter than anybody. I'm just thoroughly, thoroughly confused. By the way, what kind of pronoun do I call trans fat? Do they get a pronoun? I don't know. I have to study some more. So we like trans fats, right? Mm, no, we don't like trans fats. What are they? Is that like... Um... So there's saturated fats and unsaturated fats, and it mm. has to do with the molecular structure. Oh, God. I don't have that much. Okay. I'm running on a then, tiny bit of RAM. But you go ahead. You want to No, that's out? okay. I mean, no. If it's you're interested, a... you can... Go ahead. Um... Basically, trans fats generally are things when you turn something from a liquid fat into a solid fat. Mm. So, like most animal fats, like butter, are solid at room temperature. Oh, how interesting. Right? But like, or like lard or something. But like, but vegetable fats like or oils are tend to be liquid but when you you when you turn it into like when you turn something like canola oil into margarine you've made it a trans fat oh i see they're partially hydrogenated it has to do with how saturated with hydrogen the fat molecule is i kind of feel like content like that should be while the credits are rolling okay you know what that it's okay. This next one's from Michael Graham. The actual Michael Graham, you think? What do you think, I, Alice? I don't know. I wouldn't. I couldn't begin to guess if this will be the actual Michael Graham or not. You know who else couldn't grow a beard? No. Che <laughs> Guevara. <laughs> That's true. Hero to every Starbucks barista. Yeah. Hero it's weird because lots of revolutionaries are bearded. Yes, but Shay's was just crappy. Hmm. I actually, our friend Jason complimented me and said I looked distinguished. There you go. With my lint. <laughs> maybe it'll maybe it just needs some time. <laughs> Might as well. Okay. Might as well. It's well I was thinking about Morgan that. Morgan likes your beard. He's in the chat today, by oh, the way. Oh thank you, Morgan. Uh but I was thinking about that. What about your sister's wedding? Will they not want me Oh yeah, maybe they'll want you clean shaven. I'm not they sure. They might I'm you expecting... have to get like a nice suit that fits you again for that too. I'm going to need some direction from them because how do I dress? How are how is he dressing? How are the dudes dressing? I'm going to need some direction. I'm afraid they're they're scared. Maybe you should ask them with using my words. Yes. All right. They texted the you to pick up the certificate. What? They texted you to pick up the certificate. You're in contact with them. Yeah. Aggressives. The homophobe. 
the racist, yeah. the pig, the murderer, mm-hmm. the piece of shit, commie. Damn it, Tim. You're in good company there, buddy. Listen, <laughs> either grow a beard or shave it, for God's sakes. <laughs> You're a freaking man. Don't have this little scruff. You know what? It, that little scruff reminds me of? What? That's like a post-menopausal woman look, you know, when they oh. hit like 70, late 70s, and they get that, those whiskers. <laughs> shave it. <laughs> Morgan likes it. I don't know. I mean, Tim is right. It is not. It's a facsimile. I think I haven't. I, I've just started. Maybe we should do a behind the Patreon only poll so that people who pay you every month can only weigh in mm. on whether or not you should have a beard. Maybe. Maybe. With, I, I have noticed that there are some out there that are mm-hmm. worse than this. Okay. <laughs> you can. Wow. Mark Wahlberg. Else. Mark Wahlberg left us a message? Yeah. That's great. Wow. Okay. Crossing number two off of my (laughs) list of three things that you know exist but you've never seen. I've said this before. Mm -hmm. Baby pigeons. Yep. Ashley Biden. Yeah. Shockingly, I saw a a flag man. It was a a flag man. Hey, Mr. Flag Man. Remember that? Oh, that Mm -hmm. was such a great... That's in Massachusetts when... Eons ago, Deval Patrick, governor, tried to put flagmen instead of having cops doing details, and the cops did not take to save to like it. a little bit of money on right. our insane construction costs for everything. And yeah, the cops wouldn't do it. I remember that because Michelle McPhee was like the only um, WTKK host who was like all all in for the cops, all yeah. in for the cops because she's like a thousand percent. Unless she's getting pulled over by Alice them. late night here in Massachusetts. In fact, it was in Chestnut Hill. Close to the city. Wow. Shocking. Well, they probably don't want cops around that area. Stephen Gloucester, properly, properly uh, tagged. Hey, Tom, Stephen Gloucester. How are you doing? Good. Every November, I grow a beard for Cancer Awareness Month, Mm -hmm. and I had lost my mother to cancer a few years back. Sorry about that, Steve. I run into. The same problem you do in growing a beard where the first week feels like you're being stabbed all over your face. Yeah, yeah. And I haven't gone with that type of oil or anything like that at all. Mm -hmm. I just let that baby ride because after a week, it all goes away. So keep on growing it. You actually look halfway decent, pal. Hey, there you go. See, you're getting more encouraged. you, Tim. Stephen Gloucester, that's class. That's called class, Alice. Mm-hmm. The very honest Stephen Gloucester. Thank you, Steve. Oh, I also lost a mother to cancer and a father to cancer. I'm sick mm-hmm. of cancer. Yeah, it's really, um, I don't like that everybody keeps getting cancer. All right, so this one is is slugged BB, DB, MB. That's Burn Barrel, Danny and Bill Ricca. Market Basket, possibly? Maybe. Lots of stuff in the rotten section today, huh? Mm. When it comes to the shopping cart debate, I don't really have strong feelings one way or the other. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm not exactly a conscientious objector like our friend from Canton. Um, More like Alice, like if the corral's there, I'll pop it over. And if I'm, uh, you know, out of bounds, like Tom said, somewhere parked weird, then I'll just leave it. You know, it, it is what it is. Yeah. You know, I see Tim's point that it does help create jobs. So, you know, that's great. Yeah. Creating jobs Mm. like Biden. Pretty amazing. It is uh, very democratic. Tom, so do you really go to Market Basket every single day? Pretty much, yeah. Sometimes two times a day. Yeah. Yeah. 
and we're close to one now so we're spoiled and we love that because when we were i mean you're never that far from a market basket yeah but up here there's there's a lot of them when we were in melrose it was like to get to the reading market basket or even the revere market basket was like a pilgrimage you couldn't just pop out and grab something well because there's a thousand traffic lights in the way for like yeah but here we're, we're probably equidistant here than we were there but there's no like traffic as the crow lights. Flies. If you live up here in, yeah. in venus in the solar system there's no yeah there's no traffic lights which is great so i go yeah i go pretty much every day Tonight I went to the gas station over there in Haverhill Market Basket. But you try never to take a grocery cart, really. No, but today I did. It was one of the rare ones where I figured that we got to kind of load up on some stuff, and um, and so I did. But um, but yeah, still steak is so damn expensive, so expensive. So I didn't get any. I got pork for um, shake and bake for the kids. I I think it's magical stuff. Magical stuff. It's trash. It's rubbish, obviously. But it's, um, you got to get kids to eat real food, you know? What do you mean, Jellybean? Mm-hmm. Walk there to the Groveland Market Basket. I don't walk to the Groveland one. I have walked to the Groveland one. I've walked further than that. But um, I, cause I can't, I don't want to walk with, like, bundles of stuff in my hands, especially mm-hmm. since... You could lose a soup on the sidewalk anywhere, That's really. exactly right. Exactly right. But that, the Groveland one, I'm going to the... Yes, sir. really go to market basket every single day yes, sir. Mm-hmm. you walk there to the groveland market basket don't use the shopping cart basically take what you can carry and then walk home uh, i mean <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty impressed i guess but how do you have time for that or is that sort of your getaway i feel like this has been overlooked you've alluded to this a few times over the past couple of years but uh i don't no, know it he... sort of struck me the other day that seems like quite the task he does drive uh, to Market Basket. Again, maybe to Larry King ga- getting his hair cut every single day. Yeah, Kirk's yeah. wrong about that. Maybe a little bit that. overkill. Maybe, Kirk, maybe there's other things you could do with that time. Kirk, but, um, you know, If that's your Tom time, then God bless you. But just looking for some clarification. Kirk Stolen Valor Minahan is wrong about that. He didn't, Larry King didn't get a haircut every day. He had his hair done every day. He had his whole head done every day. Um, so it was not a haircut every day. It wasn't like a, it was, Larry King had a very famous makeover, if people don't remember, in the very early 80s, when he kind of, he was the schlep from radio on CNN, but then CNN made him over. It was kind of a running storyline, including getting his hair done when he was 182. I assume he was Mm -hmm. very bald by that time anyway, but... But uh, that is the deal. But so, mm-hmm. but no. So I, I, I like to shop there, and I, I try not, I'm trying to strike a perfect balance of shopping and consumption, so that nothing goes to Gets waste. Wasted, because I we, tend to do the big trips, and some of my stuff always yes, get wasted. Rec- exactly. So I'm trying to like run our food stores lean, mm-hmm. and plus I like it there. I, I do. Mm-hmm. It's just it's yeah. Fun. So John does drive to the market basket, so they are usually quick trips. But you do take. Two walks a day. You walk probably ten miles a day on average. I have average. been. Yeah. Today I couldn't. There was no time. But, but yesterday it's been it's been ten miles a day. One one three miler and then one seven miler. And it's it's so comfortable and it it's it's just so soothing to listen to podcasts while walking. Like mm-hmm. whatever it is, the KMS or some. Uh, the longer walks, the morning walk. I listen to news podcasts for ideas as part of show prep and mm-hmm. to get into shape to rev up. For my own show, for the for the longer ones in the afternoon, I'd rather listen to um, more theoretical uh, debate and 
um, what is it? What is it? Um, intellectual exercises, like so. That's that's more like the fifth column type. The of fifth thing. column guys, or uh, Glenn Lowry is it Lowry. Mm-hmm. Yep, Glenn Lowry, who's fantastic, fantastic, or even Jonah Goldberg, or um, some of these other folks that I that I get into. That's not that you asked. This is huge, Alice. This is huge. Who called in? Maggie from Local 186. You know who Maggie was? No. 1994, at the Sinesta Hotel, there were two girls in their early 20s who were absolute knockouts. One was Brenda, who is an Italian, of Italian descent, mm-hmm. whose dad also worked there, um, uh, who had a limp, but they called him Skip. It was weird. But, but, but maybe it's not weird. She was just absolutely beautiful. She was so beautiful that that there was no reason for somebody like me to just to ever talk to her. It just didn't make sense. That we were two <laughs> different, different species. Yes, two different species. And I couldn't I wouldn't be able to formulate the words in her language. So it wasn't <laughs> it, And then there was Maggie. Maggie was a blonde uh, BU student who was absolutely drop dead gorgeous. But Maggie was a Kind of not um, bar fly, but a club fly. So Maggie used to go out and tr- go out and t- check on and listen to uh, bands, lots of which hadn't quite made it yet. Mm-hmm. And so Maggie one time said, "Hey, uh, to my friend Mike, who you know, said, "Hey, we're going out to." And Maggie's gorgeous, but she's really into rock music. Okay. She said, "Hey, um, we're going out to see this band in, in, with an obscure name, and do you do you want to come?" And Mike's Mike said, for some reason, Mike said, "Why don't you come, Tom?" Probably he was afraid to be around her because she's too pretty, and somebody would mm-hmm. hit on her, and he'd have to get a writer. I don't know, I don't know, but she was too pretty, so I said, "Oh, of course I'll go." Wherever she's going, so we uh, we went and saw Weezer when they, nobody knew them hmm. at local one eighty six, which is a bar in Alston. It used to be Bonaratties and some jazz clubs and things like that, hmm. and um, and yeah, the thing about Maggie was, is that Maggie used to, used to put her pajamas in the freezer and freeze them because she didn't have, um, AC in her dorm at BU. Oh, so she'd freeze her pajamas, take all her clothes off, and then put the pajamas on, which was the story. Just hearing her tell it. To us was, was all we ever needed. For, but um, so this is Maggie now calling. That's great. Here we go. How many listeners to Burn Barrel Pod you think are actually grumpy listeners? Just curious. <laughs> that is not Maggie. You bastard. Talk about stolen valor. Taking Maggie. Where did you talk about Maggie that he was a part of? It? I talked about Maggie on the radio show today, and I forgot why. Um, oh, but you know, because um, Rick from Cheshire was at the Weezer concert last night with his with his son. Oh, and so it reminded me of the Weezer concert, and also it, it created another another um, another topic. So I asked for hints uh, or hacks to stay cool if you've got no AC, going off of Maggie because Rick had triggered that. And then Rick called because he was angry because at the Weezer concert in Connecticut, at the merch table, when they ran his card, it gave him the, t- the tip option to tip uh. the merch person, which is a conversation worth having. We should probably have on the other the other one's on point. Mm-hmm. But that's, I mean, it's pretty much going to be everywhere, right? Dr. Cheswick, 
who this is the actual Dr. Cheswick. We think. Hi, folks. Hey. Just it a is. quick note about yesterday's show and um, that moron who froze in the orange juice aisle. Boy, <laughs> these people are so weak. When I was a kid growing up in the 70s and 80s, there were greatest generation people telling me that I was weak. Mm-hmm. Even <laughs> though some of the kids I went to school with had parents who fought in Vietnam and there were body counts on television every day. Mm-hmm. And I had older siblings who talked about it and it was just everywhere. Even my dad served in the Navy for 20 years. I mean, too many choices for orange <laughs> juice. <laughs> this guy is probably so easily swayed politically because he needs to be told whom to vote for or what to do. He can't make a decision. Mm-hmm. What, how do you lay that on your children, you moron? Are you legally invited? I, you know it, what? There's there's just morons everywhere, I guess. That's true. I have a question for you. Some I mean, of them COVID exposed. I have a question the for Atlantic. you. Thanks. Y- thanks. COVID Dr. exposed Chesley. a lot of that too. I remember like the second Halloween of COVID or something, and I remember some a mom posting in the Facebook group, and the town was like having Halloween, but. They weren't sure, like, what was safe, and they were like, I wish they'd just tell us, like, whether to have it or not, and what to do, and, like, I don't... They, like, wanted How, somebody Alice, to step in and, like, let them know what to do. You, you've been amorous with a human man, right? Yeah. I'm pregnant, so... Right. Mm-hmm. So... How does... Mrs. Orange Juice... <laughs> seriously, is there are there women who are attracted to broken feminine... Cowards who are afraid of the orange juice aisle? I don't know. It's remarkable. I think that you should probably, in any world where there's justice, that technically, if he's having shaking out of out of total fear in the orange juice aisle because there's too many choices, then you should be able to have his wife. You think so? Yes. He has proven so unworthy. That yes, he, that no, that yes, there, there can be no more, work with me here. <laughs> okay. There used to be a joke that we used to love back in the like late 80s that used to be, um, it was a joke about, and this tells you how far we've come now, that, um, I forgot to meet a comedian who said it, but that, that men don't ask men for other directions. So he'd be in his car and his wife would say, why don't you just ask him for directions? And he'd say, no, no. And in in the comedian said, women don't understand the rules. Men don't ask directions, especially if it's not another man. If you ask another man for another directions, he gets to take your wife. <laughs> like that's how, and that was a joke. Mm-hmm. I get the feeling there are a lot of men asking a lot of men for directions. So true. I apologize for the men of my generation. All right. This one says BBDB story time. Burn Barrel, Dave, Danny, I can't talk. Danny and Belreka, story time. I don't know if you guys are like this, but as a podcast slash radio addict, uh, I find that visual cues sometimes bring me back to moments of time in my Very audio history. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, for this example, is where I was mowing uh, the as far lawn as the burn barrel is concerned. Did we talk about that on this? I think we have talked about that in the past, yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I know where I can remember where I was on the lawn mowing. That's right. <laughs> and if it was, 
I don't know if we did it at all. So, because I listen to all these podcasts, if I listen to them again, I can remember what part of the lawn I was mowing. Mm-hmm. And I can remember, I get the anxiety again if I was mowing uphill on a tough angle. <laughs> so, for example, uh, as far as the burn barrel is concerned, I often think of you guys when I'm mowing my lawn. A, because there we go. Mm-hmm. For Tom referencing mowing the lawn quite often. Yeah. Uh, but also, I recall in the early days of listening to the burn barrel, there were a few poignant moments in your podcast that I recall specifically not only mowing the lawn, but where I was, what the sun looked like, what the weather was like. Wow. It's very strange because hmm. sometimes I can't remember what I had for breakfast, but yeah, I'll remember this moment from two years ago, um, just out out in nature with yeah my small gas engine going. But I had a flashback to, I believe it was your story about picking up that bar at the Lions Club or whatever it was. <laughs> yes, in New Moving around your orange minivan and then... I think Alice driving over Tom's bike when she was drunk. That's right. Uh, just a couple, I wasn't uh, drunk. Pretty yes, good stories. So, I wasn't I drunk. Know. I think maybe for some of the newer listeners, I don't drive I some drunk. of the better stories you can go back and revisit. I don't think the longtime listeners would mind. But just throwing it out there, just a little uh, little word association, stream of consciousness here from Bill Ricca. But hope you guys are well. I love that, Danny. It's a, it's a very interesting conversation. We should actually try to delve into what, what that is when your mind imprints something because it's got a soundtrack to mm-hmm. it. Well, smell happening. is like the most strongly connected to memory, yeah. but like visual and all of it, it all connects. Yeah, but yeah, but I mean, I, I mean, I, I'm in the moment when I hear something I've heard before. But um, but those old stories, it's funny because almost weren't really stories so much as those were actual just events that happened <laughs> at the time. So. Like, I don't think I tell the story of, well, I guess I have told the bar story because that was a resounding success and I've got very few of those. Um, but, um, but the, I had forgotten that she was wasted. I was not. Yes, drunk. you were. I was not driving drunk. over that no, bike. That yes, drunk you was were. A typo. That was your typo. No, it, but Alice, it's the statute of you limitations. You said I dragged a tree trunk. Hunter, down the, the statute of limitations no. have gone now, okay? Hunter, you're in the clear. Let me explain what you're happened. Fine. You don't have to explain. There was a tree. Tom left a tree trunk in the driveway. Is, so oh my I goodness, this is shameful. Passive aggressively Alice, Alice, don't, ran it over. Don't, don't dragged just it. Just don't. And then you texted don't. me that why absolutely I dragged a tree trunk down blotto. the driveway, but you had, absolutely had a typo. Blotto. And you said I dragged this a tree was, trunk this down is the driveway. Chappaquiddick, Teddy you, Kennedy level <laughs> blotto. And you absolutely posted legless. the screenshot of your text. And violent. All of a sudden, absolutely I'm getting all these legless. notifications about drunk and then driving. Fight, and I was like, what? I wasn't drunk driving. Incorrect. What are you talking Incorrect. about? Morgan, by the way, says in the chat that the best moment was when I Chris Farley'd the studio. <laughs> <laughs> that was fantastic. That was fantastic. That was a good one. See ya. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. 
Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.